0: Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM or anywhere on the Odyssey app. 52 degrees and sunny here at 410 in Northeast Pennsylvania. Um, About two weeks ago, I played for you a statement by Congresswoman Clark in uh, New York's 9th District that basically said the quiet part out loud about illegals moving into her district. Let me play it again.
1: We have a diaspora that that can absorb a significant number of these migrants, and I, that I, you know, when I hear uh, colleagues talk about uh, you know the, the 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 doors of the inn being closed, um, no room in the inn, I, I'm saying you know I, I need more people in my district, but just for redistricting purposes,
2: and those members could could clearly uh, fit here.
0: So basically, saying the quiet pout part out loud. I'm glad to bring in my next guest, Laura Reese. She's the Director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation and former Department of Homeland Security Acting Deputy Chief of Staff. Laura, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today. Did you get to hear that clip that I just played from uh, Representative Clark?
3: Yes, I did. And actually, I had included that in the piece that we wrote that was published this week on this very issue.
0: So explain I get questions all the time from my listeners they call in they're worried about you know illegal immigrants voting in our federal elections and at this stage in the game that's not the goal that's happening here and 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 representative Clark just basically said out loud what their goal was can you explain what's happening across America
3: Well I'll come back to the question of are these illegal aliens just going to straight up vote in this election Um, And what the other issue has to do with uh, that Clark was talking about, deals with apportionment under the census. So every 10 years, a census is done. Head count is taken. Everybody is counted. Uh, President Trump had tried to put on the census a U.S. citizenship question that was – the left sued against that. It went to the Supreme Court, and in a rather weak – Procedural excuse, the Supreme Court said, no, we're not gonna put the citizenship question on the census. So what that means is when it comes time to draw congressional districts in a state, everybody is included, not just US citizens who are the only people who can vote in federal elections, but also counted are green card holders, temporary visitors, and illegal aliens. And the result is a state like California with a very large uh, immigrant population has, I believe, five extra congressional districts that it should not have if only U.S. citizens were counted. And it's a zero sum game. So uh, that means other states, red states, have fewer congressional districts than they should have.
0: It's just incredible. And and. How is that not a constitutional issue? To to if we're using the census, which is their form of counting, you know, uh, people it's supposed to be Americans, but just people who live in America at this point for a redistricting for a congressional representation. How is that stand up constitutionally in in something in disenfranchising U.S. citizens by counting illegal immigrants? Well, that's the
3: question that needs to be asked. In the past, uh, the Supreme Court had decided that persons, because the U.S. Constitution uses that term, includes green card holders um, on other issues. And so we now have uh, Senator Haggerty in the the U.S. Senate has introduced a bill that says, from here on out, for redistricting purposes, Only U.S. citizens should be counted. And then two congressmen from uh, North Carolina, Chuck Edwards and Warren Davidson from Ohio, have introduced an identical bill on the House side. So it's important that those bills get support to move towards uh, being signed into law and that groups consider suing on this issue uh, because people are – U.S. citizens are being uh, disenfranchised Um, when their vote is being drowned out by people who aren't supposed to be here, as well as uh, people who are lawfully here but still not authorized to vote in our federal elections.
0: And especially what we heard, uh, you know, let's just say this last election that we had in New York, where the New York in their suburbs of New York gained a lot of GOP representation because they had the counts there. But illegal migrants in New York City, which, again, a sanctuary city, they have keep asking for more funding for the city, but they've not reversed their sanctuary city status it's taking; it has the possibility of taking that representation away from those suburbs and moving it more concentrated into the areas where these immigrants are populating.
3: That's correct, and in addition to just congressional districts, these numbers then also form the determine the number of electoral votes in a presidential election, uh, because the electoral votes are based on the number of. Uh, u.s representatives and senators in each state and so then again california will get more electoral votes than a red state that uh isn't getting the adequate number of u.s representatives that it should if only u.s citizens were counted towards apportionment
0: it's just incredible um where do we go from here i mean you say there's bills pending and and some people there but in, in the meantime like we said, there's there's American citizen voters that are being disenfranchised. What can your average American citizen do to help get on board with this and change this?
3: Well, frankly, a lot of education and a lot of awareness needs to happen because so many people are not aware of this issue. And when so many Americans see the millions of legal aliens who have come in during this Biden administration, uh, they will be angry want to learn this issue. And so uh, it's important that they help push support for these bills, but also consider um, any possible lawsuits on the issue of of, uh, voter disenfranchisement.
0: And again, we're we're speaking to Laura Reese, the director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation and former Department of Homeland Security acting deputy chief of staff. Uh, Has there been any projections done by you, your organization at the Heritage Foundation or anywhere that shows with the amount of illegal immigrants we've had come in under this administration, what's projected for the next election as far as redistricting and electoral college? Is there any sort of blueprint or a map saying, hey, this is what we're headed towards if we don't wake up?
3: Not that I'm aware of, but that's a fabulous idea. So I'm going to <laughs> take that uh, suggestion to my colleague Hans von Spatowski who's an election expert, and um, I think we will do just that.
0: I think seeing it seeing it in color, in living color out there, put put in front of people, because I get questions here all the time. It, it's a confusing topic. Um, I, I have callers that say, you know, will they be able to vote in the next federal election? And I explain because of the confusion, especially here in northeast Pennsylvania or the northeast of, of, of the U.S., where some municipalities are allowing illegals to vote, some some school boards, some local you know, uh, councils are allowing illegal immigrants to vote. But federal elections right now, that's not, well, Not I shouldn't say right now, as per law, federal elections, they are not allowed to vote at this time.
3: That's correct. And the confusion is intentional. And so this goes to the first part of our conversation, where people are worried that all these illegal aliens who've just shown up on our doorstep The past three years are they going to be able to vote well I mean we know there's voter fraud and when you have mail-in ballots uh, and you have states that don't require IDs to vote uh, it is very very easy to vote fraudulently Um, and there are hardly ever consequences for this I can tell you in the immigration statute uh, you are deportable if you are found to have voted illegally but uh, I can't remember a case that I ever saw where that was actually um, enforced um, because it requires knowledge and um, then enforcement. So, it is not legal in most places, but we have to assume that it will occur. And that's why it's so important that we have a lot of uh, poll watchers and um, trained elected volunteers and officials um, to make sure there's integrity in this next
0: election. And like you said, a good majority of these illegal immigrants are settling in these sanctuary cities, these sanctuary states, which are Democratic strongholds. And even if they're not eligible to vote in a federal election, by getting the congressional seats, by getting the Electoral College benefit, with Democrats in control of that area, it's, it's pretty much the same.
3: Yeah, right. I mean, we just have to assume that there's going to be voter fraud uh, among these populations encouraged by the left. You know, people ask, why is Biden doing this? Why is he bringing so many people into this country? And the answer is about power for both these purposes. They view uh, these immigrants as future Democrat voters. Perhaps that future is as early as November this November fraudulently. Um, but also this redistricting issue, as Congresswoman Yvette Clark admitted during that hearing about Haitians.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt, um, Laura. I I hope you get that ball rolling with the the projection of with with over with almost 10 million illegal immigrants and counting. I think we just hit a record this last quarter as well as illegal immigrants coming in. Projected on how that would affect the congressional seats in the electoral college. I'd love to get out that that out to my listeners, and I'm sure we'd love to get it out to America to show them, you know, right in front of them the the damage it's actually doing.
3: I will uh, speak with Hans about it. Thank you for the idea.
0: Sounds great. Uh, Laura, if if anyone wants to follow your work and the work at the Heritage Foundation, how can they do that?
3: Uh, Heritage.org. We've got an immigration page, or they can follow me on Twitter or X at L-O-R-A underscore r i e s.
0: And again, we're speaking to Laura Rice, Director of Border Security and Immigration Center at the Heritage Foundation, former Department of Homeland Security Deputy Chief of Staff. Laura, thanks for joining us, The Rob O'Donnell Show. We're going to keep in touch with you to to keep up on this.
3: Great.
0: Thanks for for having me on, Rob. Thank you. Oh, that was a great conversation, and I'm glad I can come up with a good idea to have the Heritage Foundation uh, uh, move forward. With a, a visual so we can see in, in real time, hey, this is how things are going to change. Your voice is not going to matter so much as a, uh, as a U.S. citizen because it's being drowned out because the Democrats are benefiting from illegal immigration in, when it comes to the Electoral College and when it comes to congressional seats. Let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. BudgetBlinds.com, you reach out to them. You're going to set up a consultation. It could be a virtual consultation. It could be in person. They'll come to your house. It's free of charge. Tom and Rick, owners of a local Budget Blinds here in Northeast Pennsylvania, they are the leaders in custom window treatments, blinds, shades, shutters, drapes. They have it all for you, 90% more options than your big box stores. Again, they literally had to wheel The uh, cart in with all the samples. My wife says she was overwhelmed by the samples and it doesn't take it doesn't take um, it it takes a lot to overwhelm uh, Mrs. O'Donnell there. Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including their no questions asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. You're also taking advantage of their volume buying you're, get, you're not only paying for your blinds, you're getting the cost of all the blinds they purchase. That savings there, that volume bulk order that they put out there for all their customers. 30 years of style and expert service. Budgetblinds.com. You will not be disappointed. It's uh, 423 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather.
1: And it looks like we have no accidents to report, but we have construction going on on South Kaiser Avenue in Taylor near the Pine Hills country club that's going to hold you up just a little bit slow down 81 northbound from montage mountain road davis street through the scranton area under 35 miles per hour heavy traffic on jefferson avenue in scranton blakely street in dunmore and on davis street in scranton whenever you see a traffic problem call our jam line 570-883-7269 from the wilk traffic center Nikki Stone with this Pentela Data Internet Traffic Update.
0: Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Today, partly to mostly sunny, high 52. Actually, we, I think we hit 54, 55. Tonight, partly cloudy, low 56. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds, high 52. Saturday, cloudy, breezy, and mild with rain showers, more towards the afternoon, later part of the day, high of 57 possible. Sunday, partial clearing and breezy, high of 47. It is currently 52 degrees here at 424 at your official weather station, WILK. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio on this Thursday, February 8th, 2024. It's 426. Um, Rob, all across the country, Democrats are passing legislation on the municipal level that's allowing legal aliens and non-citizens to vote. That is true. We're seeing it more and more. Um, Thankfully, there's laws that says in federal elections they cannot vote. But as we've seen, that's not their goal at this point. If you're concentrating more members of Congress in, let's say, a Democratic stronghold like New York City rather than the suburbs, which seem to lean more moderate or Republican. If there's more people being counted in New York City, you're going to take away those seats because there's only a fin- finite amount of seats. The, the seats don't the, – the amount does not change. It's where, they lo- where they're located is what changes. So you could be taking by artificially inflating numbers by in- counting hundreds of thousands if not millions of illegal immigrants in New York City. You are moving a congressional district from a suburb to – back to New York City. And even though those illegal immigrants may not be voting in the election – we know how the citizens of New York City are going to vote. They're going to vote Democrat. They vote Democrat, what, 98% of the time? 92%? It is anywhere between 92 and 98%. So it's going to be a Democrat in there in Congress, regardless, and then you're swaying the House. Electoral College even gets scarier. Again, that's how our presidents are... Uh Made And and it's interesting because you have the Democrats on one hand saying, well, we need to do away with the Electoral College and uh, stick with the popular vote. And then on the other hand, they're manipulating the Electoral College by bringing in and counting illegals. Now, Donald Trump did try to stop the count of illegal immigrants in the census. And one of the first things Joe Biden did is the policy to make sure they count illegal immigrants and stress that. And if anyone was involved with the the, uh, census that was recent here um they were very adamant in asking those questions you can call or text at five seven zero let's go to the phone we have uh francis from carbondale on illegal islands francis
2: oh hi thank you for taking my call and um i'm just a little confused i heard i only heard the end part when you were talking to laura but um You know, there's also a lot of illegals that came in under the Republican Trump administration. So I don't know if you can really say if an illegal votes, whether he came in through Democrat or uh, through Biden or Trump. Now, take it a lot more and a hell of a lot more. And I don't agree with it came in through Biden. But I'm just saying a lot came in through Trump and they could be voting, too.
0: That's all I'm saying. Well, I. It, if you're illegal in voting, it's illegal. But let, let's look at the facts. Under the last administration, illegal immigration was the lowest point in our lifetime. It is now the highest point in our lifetime, actually the highest point in our history. So it's, it's apples and oranges to say, well, the, the, the couple hundred thousand that came in under Trump compared to the one to two million, 2.5 million that are coming in now uh, is, is the same. I, I think I think more than a couple thousand came in through Trump. That's all. So. No, uh, hundreds of thousands, yes, but now're we're, now we're in the 1.6 million, 2.2 2 million, 2.8 million. That's where we're at now.
2: Okay, yes, and I agree, you know what? It's all wrong. but so can I just ask you another question or bring up another quick topic? So you know the Republicans, they had an, a chance to vote on that thing, but you know, they had to listen to Trump. So aren't they being a little, like, confusing themselves in a way, confusing
0: America where they complain about? Are you you talking about the border bill? Yes. Yes. All right. Do you know only 38 percent of that border bill actually went to the border? And, you know, it was the emergency border bill, right? We had to do something at the border. But the first standalone bill that the Senate is bringing to the floor of the Senate is a Ukraine funding bill, not the border bill. So how is it such a priority? It's a border bill that did not protect our border. It made it less worse, yes, but you cannot manufacture a crisis and say, well, we're going to do half to fix the crisis that we increased by millions.
2: Okay, fine. But here's my final statement, which I think you would agree with. And I just feel that it's kind of weird with that border bill where um, I believe it. Well, I only believe I only see what's written on TV. Um, where they were going to cut it off at 5,000 people every day.
0: Am I correct about that? There were different levels. There was 4,000, 5,000, and 8,500.
2: Okay, so here's my point. You know, if they're going to cut it off, first of all, why do they even need this border bill when, if they're going to cut it off at, say, 4,800, right? The president says he's going to cut it off at 4,800. Well, why can't he just close down the border now?
0: Well, I, I agree. <laughs> That's what everyone's saying. You can. Uh, everyone agrees there needs to be immigration reform, but you cannot have immigration reform without a secure border. And again, this last budget bill, the border bill that was brought from the Senate, so-called bipartisan, which was just one Republican, one independent, and one Democrat who wrote the bill – 80, 51% of it went to Ukraine. 83% did not go to the U.S. border for the budget, for the border bill. They called it the border bill. It's an emergency for our border. No one wants to get anything done. But 83% did not go to the border from that one hundred and billion dollar bill. Okay. But, but I but agree. We need to secure the border, and I don't care who the president is to do that. That needs to be done. This bill wasn't that. All
2: right. So then why didn't they – explain to me why they didn't put money in towards – taiwan and israel
0: in the border bill that was in there there was money towards 51 percent went to ukraine there was money that i think 18 billion went to israel there was another 12 billion that went to uh palestine there was money that went to the indo-pacific uh there was money that went to the red sea and again 83 percent of the border bill the senate border bill that just failed did not go to the border it went to all these other things okay All right, well, okay, thank you. All right, thank you. It's 4.33 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show after the news with Paul Michaels. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It's the point in the show where we honor our heroes here at home who made the ultimate sacrifice. 71 police officers made the ultimate sacrifice on this day, four of which from here in Pennsylvania. We're going to start off with Trooper First Class Monty Ray Mitchell. Pennsylvania State Police in 2021 suffered a fatal heart attack in the parking lot of the Du Bois Station of Jefferson County. He was dispatched to assist with a male subject who was experiencing a seizure, was becoming combative. He assisted medics in transporting the subject to the hospital and upon returning to the station, began to have chest pains and collapsed. Patrolman Michael D. Love, Rochester Borough Police Department of Pennsylvania, 1992, was shot and killed while attempting to take action after witnessing a murder while off-duty. While Patrolman Love was off-duty and patronizing a restaurant, a man who had been stalking his estranged wife entered the restaurant and fatally shot her. Hearing the gunshot, Patrolman Love attempted to take action against the suspect but was shot and killed. Patrolman James A. Langan, Wilkes-Barre Police Department, Pennsylvania, 1920, died as a result of contracting the Spanish influenza while on duty an outbreak on the poli- during an outbreak of the police force. During the week, more than a dozen officers on the police force became ill while on their beats and inside the police station. Patrolman Langame became ill on duty while on his beat along Cary Avenue and went to his home in Farley Lane to rest. His condition worsened in the next couple of days, and he died as a result of complications. We have uh, Patrolman Patrick Rogers, Swissvale Borough Police Department in 1908, was walking to the Swissvale Police Station while he was struck and killed by a train on the railroad tracks in the area of Waverly Street and Noble Street, crossing the railroad tracks near the railroad station when he had stepped backwards to avoid being hit by a train on the westbound side and stepped in front of an eastbound train at the same time, causing his death. And those are our four there. Got a a text message here that says... uh, Remind people that these concerns about our border security need to be asked to those who represent us, not the radio station, although you're putting out good information. Absolutely. You need to be calling your congressman, your senator, and saying if they're going to continue to allow illegal immigrants to be counted in the census, which in turn manipulates the congressional districts in our area and the Electoral College, then you're going to hold them accountable. And you're going to refuse to vote for them. You need to send that message to them because that's not the way it's supposed to be. And they are your representatives to to control that, inform- to control that, that status. Hopefully we can get uh, some congressional action to, uh, to codify that illegal immigrants should not be counted in our, in our census. It's 4.42 here at W.I.L.K., time for traffic and weather. <coughs> well, maybe not. Or, Nikki, <coughs> I saw that. That fly went right in. Oh, my gosh, it. that's
1: what it felt like. I don't know where that came from. All right. There's Penteladata Internet Traffic Update brought to you by Krispy Kreme in Clark Summit and Scranton. We do have some heavy traffic heading up that hill, Route 6 and 11 in Clark Summit. Heavy traffic on Lakewan Avenue and Jefferson Avenue in Scranton as well. And you may run into some slight delays as you head on to... North River Street in Wilkesbury. There are no major accidents, no major backups. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570 883 7269. Nikki Stone with your WILK traffic update. What?
0: I was going to look know, almost look like you were going to have another one.
1: My, yeah, it, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Forgive me, as my my sinuses are draining like okay.
0: that. Well, I could have did without that information. Uh, thanks. I was just telling you, throat was clogged. I have cough droppers if you need any. Uh, Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron uh, tonight: partly cloudy, low 36. Friday: a mix of sun and clouds, high 52. Saturday, cloudy, breezy, and mild with rain showers, high 57. Sunday, partial clearing and breezy, high 47 as well. It's currently 51 degrees and partly sunny here at 443, your official weather station, Wilk. It's time for the NEPA Premium Perks. Enjoy this half-off deal for the Breakout Escape Room. Get a four-pack of tickets for just $48, half price. If you enjoy problem-solving, puzzles, games, and being your own detective, you'll love it. Rooms include the Last Chance Saloon 2.0, Detective Academy, Freak Show, Mission, Colossal, where you need to find the last dinosaur egg, and the newest room, Rewind Time, back to the 2000s. Book your room now, located at 618 Blackman Street in Wilkesbury. Visit GetMyPerks.com for all the details. Hey, with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit RoadScholar.com. Well, it appears that the Biden attorney's got the uh, special uh, prosecutor HERS, special counsel HERS report before it went public, and they attempted to not cover up, but alter the findings, uh, asking that they revise descriptions of the president's memory, notable given voter concerns about his mental capacity. Here's a response from the Biden lawyers to the special counsel. Your treatment of President Biden stands in marked contrast to the lack of pejorative comments about other individuals. It is in contrast to your own description of the president's response on other subjects as, quote, clear forceful testimony. That would become compelling to a jury. Not only did you treat pres- the president differently from, our, from other witnesses when discussing his limited recall of certain year-ago events— but you also do so on occasion in prejudicial and inflammatory terms. You refer to President Biden's memory on at least nine occasions, a number that is self gratuitous. But even among those nine instances, your report varies. It is one thing to observe President Biden's memory as being significantly limited on certain subjects, and it gives examples. It is quite another to use a more sweeping and highly prejudicial language employed later in the report. The language is not supported by the facts nor is it inappropri- appropriately used by a federal prosecutor in this context. We request that you vis- revisit your descriptions of President Biden's memory and revise them so they are so, so they are stated in a manner that is within the bounds of your expertise and remit. So basically they saw how damaging this report was And Joe Biden's lawyers reached back out to the special counsel and said, we want you to revise how you classified the uh, memoryless old man. Not in those short terms, but I could say that. Say what I want, Jake. Why? Because it's my show. There you go.
4: You can do whatever the hell you want. You can do whatever
0: the hell I want because it's my show. Uh, so more and more is coming out and damage control from the Biden attorney is not going to bode well. Um, you know, don't call the uh, forgetful old man a forgetful old man, I guess. But the report is out and they decided not to reclassify that because that's what they saw. And special counsel, her, is uh, well regarded on both sides of the aisle. He, he's a solid investigator and... Um, It's interesting to see what's coming out of this. Just in, the special counsel reportedly, repeatedly stated that Biden is an elderly man with poor memory. At various junctions, the report mentions the president's memory issue being a factor. It says the president's memory is significantly limited. Again, come on. Well, you can't move forward with this guy as as the commander-in-chief. It's just as simple as that. We, uh, we you want to talk about uncharted territory? Well, we're in it. It's as simple as that. Let's go to the phones now. Back to what we were talking about here. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on illegals. Joe.
4: Oh well, th- thank you, Rob. You know, it, it's more than just about illegals. Uh, I've been making the case, Bob, that what, what what they're actually doing is they're stealing our republic from us, and that's far more sinister. Okay, that's, uh, you, you, you know, they, Trump came out and said, oh, they stole the vote. And he did that on very dubious terms. And, it, and he made everything look foolish. But it's actually much more sinister. Um, you, you may recall from your civics, Rob, that he and I both learned in school, we don't live in a democracy. Okay, and, and we have people out there lying to us, constantly telling us that, we do live in a democracy we do not we live in a republic and why that is important is because although congressional representation can favor uh, people with, hot, you know, population centers the founding fathers were very clear how they wrote our constitution uh, and made made it so that americans could be represented equally through the different branches of government and whatnot. Now, what they what they are doing, and 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 this, you know, this to me is such a serious issue. I hate to say it, it but I I I won't blame anybody uh, in, in any state legislator who pushed this to a congressional crisis like they're doing with in Texas right now, and, and basically saying, okay, you know, where where are we going with this because you're not taking us with you if you are. Um, they, they are trying to say that citizens of another country can be used to gain power through, you know, the census and the representation you're allowed, which gives you an advantage over, over other places that are not using citizens of another country. So American citizens and their interests can be completely overshadowed and outvoted simply by what what they're doing with this, and and it, it, in a roundabout way, it is stealing the election. But it's it's much more you're you're stealing the republic away from the citizens, and it's serious enough that, like I said, I I don't know where we go with this, but there's a point at where we reach where we just say. You're not doing it with you're not doing it with us, and we're not gonna we're not gonna allow you to do it. You'll do it without us, and I I don't you know I, I don't like to say that, but but this is not this is not a fun thing what they're doing. This is not good.
0: No, no, not at all, and that, that's why I get the experts on to talk about it and uh, that we're going to move forward in warning people and uh, show exactly what this is doing. Yes, they might not be able to vote, but they're still man- manipulating uh, how things work in government. Joe, I appreciate you checking well, even, in. Go, go ahead. You, well, Rob, even with the vote,
4: did you know in 2016 here in Pennsylvania, they had to admit that thousands of of these People got on the voting rolls because of voter voter voting laws, and then they claimed, oh, well, we found it so we can correct it now. But they admitted that people whose immigration status did not give them the right to vote actually got on the rolls through the voter voter process.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And there's been that's been brought up in in many areas. Uh, The fact that they're on the rolls, but they having to prove they voted and such like that, you know, is a different story. But, Joe, I appreciate you checking in. Yep, Thank you, Rob. Thank you. Um, From what I'm reading here before I go to break and Cameron, I'm going to get to you in just a second when I come back, is uh, this could possibly be setting the stage for the 25th Amendment to be invoked, removing Joe Biden as president due to his competency. Uh, otherwise, Garland would never have let this see the light of day, this report, because uh, the report is damaging. Now, knowing with the chatter that the, the Biden administration does not play well with the Harris administration, does a Kamala Harris go before the Senate and invoke the 25th Amendment? I mean, she she she's the one who steps in then or somebody else. That's why the 25th Amendment's there. But it's this... This is a, a game changer, this report, and I don't care how the Biden administration tries to spin it. Uh, this is potential for the 25th Amendment to be invoked here by someone. And, you know, who's to say that Kamala Harris doesn't gain uh, a faction of the Senate or the House and, and, and bring it up and put it for a vote? Does it stand? Does it not stand? Do we tolerate that? Um, does the Democrat Party tolerate that? We'll have to see. It's uh, 5.56 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 49 degrees. Uh, Listen, we have this report now on President Biden severely questioning his mental capacity and his memory. Uh, In the past week, we've had Joe Biden bring up that he's spoken to people recently that died over 20 years ago and that died over a decade ago. Um, obviously, there's something going on, and obviously that the Democrats have to be think real close on the support as for a next term of a Joe Biden. It's uh, 5 o'clock here at WILK. We'll be back after the messages.